Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Thanks for tuning in to BWE Empowerment Radio with Elder Marcia Boynton. She will be teaching on women in the Bible. This show will air every Saturday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for joining us and enjoy the broadcast. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. Welcome back. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the day that the Lord has made. Welcome to Women of the Bible teaching series and bi-monthly book club on BWE, Empowerment Radio. God bless you. I'm Elder Marcia Boynton. Ah, it is such a pleasure and a privilege to be with you this morning. I'm just so excited and happy about today. If you've been with me for the past uh, several weeks, you know that we are just lifting up our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And isn't that something to be happy about, beloved? Praise the Lord. Why don't you just bless the Lord your God this morning? You woke up early to tune in. Amen. You want to hear some good news this morning? Well, the good news is that Jesus lives. Hallelujah. That Jesus Christ is Lord, that he is the Messiah that our God is good at all times, that Jesus was crucified. Yes, he was. He was buried. He rose again. He ascended to God the Father. He's seated at his right hand, and he will come again. Praise the Lord, everybody. That's something to be happy and excited about. Isn't it, beloved? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We give honor this morning to God the Father. Amen. We give honor to his dear Son, our Lord and our Savior, his only begotten Son, Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. Giving honor to Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, to the Spirit of the Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way in this hour. Rule and reign in this atmosphere. In the name of Jesus, do whatever you want to do. You are welcome here. You're welcome here. Have your way. Saturate and flood this atmosphere for your glory. And we give honor, uh, amen, beloved, to our CEO and founder, Dr. Jacqueline Renee King. We're so grateful for her, for all that she does, and her, her blessing and her support, this vision. Amen. And two, praise the Lord, our overseer, Dr. Apostle Oscar Dowdell Underwood, for his wisdom, for his oversight, for all that he does, his prayers for us. We thank you, 
Amen. And to beloved, to all of the ministerial team and staff of BWE, we give honor to, and certainly to each and every one of you who rose this morning to tune into BWE Empowerment Radio to listen to Women of the Bible teaching series and bi-monthly book club. We're so grateful for you, for your support of this ministry. Thank you for being such a blessing to us. Tell somebody, amen, if you're being blessed by this teaching series, tell someone, encourage someone to tune in on Saturday mornings and join us. We are just blessed to have you, and we appreciate your support. God bless you, and the Lord be with you. Well, this is the Lord's Day. What are we going to do today? We're going to lift up the name of Jesus Christ. We're in the Gospel of Matthew. We'll also be in the Gospel of Luke this morning. And we're going to lift up our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Is that all right? Amen. If that's all right, just say that's all right. Praise the Lord. I heard you. God bless you, beloved. Thank you so much for tuning in. This morning. Well, before we begin our message on today, and our series, as you know, is the Jesus Women Worship, Ladies Love, and Daughters Delight in. That just sounds like a rap song, don't it? Ladies love him. Girls adore him. I mean, even the ones who never saw him, like, y'all know what it is, all right? The, the, the Jesus Women Worship, Ladies Love, and Daughters Delight in. Praise the Lord. They're just something so wonderful, so holy, just so awesome, just so good. Oh, glory. There's just something so so wonderful and outstanding about Jesus Christ, about this Savior who shed his blood on the cross of Calvary for our sins, about this revolutionary teacher who traveled throughout the circuit of his ministry and elevated the status of women in society at a time when the testimony of women was seen as worthless. It wasn't even admissible in the courts at a time when it was said of the ecclesia that it was better for the words of the law to be burned than for a woman to be taught it. Oh, praise the Lord, somebody. At a time, glory to God, when women were frowned upon when they were seen, according to the historian Josephus, as inferior to men in all things, according to the law. So we bless God for Jesus, the Son of Man, glory to God, the bread of life. We bless God for Jesus, hallelujah, the true vine, the door, glory to the light of the world. We bless God for Jesus, who came, amen. And who had a conversation with a Samaritan woman at a well with this daughter of Abraham, a, a discussion on theology, on which mountain are we to worship on, this mountain or that mountain. And that divide was existent in the nation of Israel for centuries over where do we worship and who do we worship. And Jesus chose a woman to have this theological discussion with, and that same daughter would go to, hallelujah, that same daughter would go back to the men of the town from which she had come from and testify to them and say to them, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? He chose a woman. Glory to God. Next week, we're going to get into the women who were at the tomb. Amen. Mary, you know, the first one, a woman that he appeared to. 
the first one that he appeared to after his resurrection was a woman. And this woman would go and testify the apostle to the apostles, would go back and tell the other woman, the other, uh, other men, forgive me, about Jesus, that he is risen. Amen. So today, where are we, beloved? Today we are with the women who follow Jesus. Amen. We're with the women who follow Jesus, who stayed with him all the way. Many women, the Bible says, followed Jesus from Galilee. They ministered to Jesus, among whom were Mary Magdalene. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Were Mary Magdalene and other women who were there with Jesus, who stayed with him all the way. The ride or die women, the we're with you no matter what happens. Amen. Till death do us part for good. Amen. We're with you all the way for better or for worse. In sickness and in health, this is a commitment that these women have made to stay with Jesus no matter what happens. And they are there. Glory to God, they are the faithful women who ministered to Jesus Christ out of their own substance, out of their own resources. They are tending to him. They are following him. They are serving him. They're ministering to him, and they're with him. Amen, Jesus. Are you with Jesus this morning in sickness and in health, for better or for worse, no matter what happens? Are you that ride or die disciple of Jesus Christ that says, Jesus, I'm with you too, the end and their actions show it it's not just a profession that they make from their mouths but their actions show it that they are truly with jesus until the end and they are the women are there amen and we'll be speaking about that on this morning beloved glory to god jesus christ something has happened in the lives of these women that they have made this decision you know what uh, we know jesus is this is political revolutionary that he's going around and he has made this critique of the priestly aristocracy in matthew chapter 23 and yes we know that jesus has characterized the presence of the roman military as a destructive force in israel and yes jesus right now I mean, he's on the most wanted list, amen, but we're going to stay with him. We're going to stay with him, and I don't care what anybody else is saying, and we know that Jesus is upsetting the, the leadership of the church right now, and we know that they're out to kill Jesus, and that Jesus is going to be crucified, that he'll be betrayed, that he'll be buried, but we're going to stay right there with him. It takes a whole lot of faith. I mean, you really got to believe what you believe if you're going to stay with Jesus really have to believe it because Jesus, as meek and as mild as he is, Mary's baby, and he is, but Jesus, glory to God, he goes into the temple and he drives out the money changes and he has a whip and he chases them out and Jesus is upsetting some folk now. He's not going along with the flow. He's not just staying right in there with the status quo. He is challenging it in their faces. Jesus is confrontational. He's revolutionary. And you really got to believe what you believe if you're going to hang out with Jesus. Jesus, last week we taught on this. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. If you, if you want to hang out with me, you've got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. He's saying, I want you more than anything else. Never mind the works of the flesh of the law. I need you to believe in me. This is what Jesus tells them. More than anything, the, the work that I need you to do is to believe on the one whom God has sent. 
believe in him. This is what Jesus wants them to do. And you really got to believe in Jesus if you're going to stay with him by his side when he's being scourged, when he's being beaten, when he's being whipped, when he's been betrayed, when he's being crucified, when he's bleeding and he's dying on that cross. You really got to believe in him. And Peter, the disciple, would say, Lord, I'll be with you even to the death. And all of the other male disciples would say this. And when the time came, they would flee. Understandable. A whole lot of pressure going on at that time. A whole lot of pressure. A whole lot of intrigue. Uh, you know, you got Roman authorities, and you got the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and there's a whole lot of tension in this hour when it comes down to Jesus in those final moments before his crucifixion. It's understandable that, that the male disciples, that those who were closest to him, his inner circle, his core disciples, those whom he counted on most, would leave at that time. But the women are there. You really got to believe what you believe when you see that, that the king of kings being crucified, when your hope, amen, when your hope has come and the solution has come, and, and here it is, this is the way out, the nation of Israel. This is the Messiah and the Christ that we have been waiting for for centuries. And, and we thought that that deliverance out of Egypt, that the exodus, exodus was something. But here is Jesus to say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the vision, the dream, the hope, what, what we've been waiting for, glory to God. You mean to tell me, God, you said this is the way out, and now here it is? It's on a cross, and it's bleeding, and it's dying, and it's suffering, and the church leadership can't stand it, and the Roman authorities are there, and they're killing him and crucifying him. Wait a minute now. God, you, you brought us out of, out of Egypt, and the waters of the Red Sea parted, and Pharaoh and all of his, his, his horses and his chariots drowned in the waters of the sea. Lord, what, what happened to that glory? And here it is, here it is, here it is on a cross, and it's bleeding, and it's suffering, and it's being mocked. It's been betrayed. It's been beaten. The church leadership has hunted after Jesus. And here it is on a cross, crucified, and it's dying. Is this the answer? Is this the way? Is this the truth? Is this the life? Is this it, Father? And after this, there were many who would come to believe in Jesus as the Son of God, but there were also many who would go and revert back to the law and believe that the law was the way, the truth, and the life. And that struggle existed then, and it still exists today. Glory to God. But today, thank God, Jesus, Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. Jesus is the answer. He is the solution. He is Lord. He is Christ. Jesus Christ, hallelujah, is high priest over all of the house of Israel. He is our advocate. Yeah, hallelujah, he is our advocate. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Jesus Christ is Lord. Praise God. And we thank you, Father, for the precious gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Let's pray briefly before we begin, beloved. Hallelujah. We just pray for just a moment before we begin today. Amen. Pray with me, if you will, in Jesus' name. Almighty Father, gracious Lord God, merciful Lord God Almighty, in the blessed name of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, pray this morning. Father, we thank you. 
Thank you, O God, for the precious gift of your dear Son, Jesus. Thank you for watching over us. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for your word. Thank you for what you're doing in this ministry. Lord God, we submit and we yield to you. We pray, Father, forgiveness of our sins in every way that we have sinned against you. We pray that forgiveness, Father, in the name of Jesus. We come to you humbly this morning, as humble as we know how, repenting, Lord God, turning back to you in the name of Jesus, turning from the works of our flesh, of the law, amen, to simple faith in Jesus Christ, who is Lord, to trusting in you, amen, and to obeying. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Lord God, help us to hear your word this morning. Flood and saturate this atmosphere with your presence. You see every heart, you see every need. You know every soul who's tuning in, who's listening in this morning, who made a decision, amen, this morning to say, I will trust in the Lord Jesus. I will follow him. I may have gotten off track, amen, but I'm back on track, and I will follow him, amen, until the end, in the name of Jesus. For better or for worse, for richer or for poor, in sickness and in health, I will follow him, Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Have your way. Have your way. Move my seat out of the way. Do whatever you want to do and be glorified. I pray in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah, beloved. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. So let's go to our text this morning. Are you excited and happy about today? Praise the Lord, everybody. God is good. You didn't wake up this early in the morning, amen, not to be happy and excited about this day, right? Amen. So let's go to our text this morning. We're in Matthew's Gospel. Matthew's Gospel this morning. Chapter 27, we're reading verses 55 through 56. We also are going to look at Luke chapter 8, verses 1 through 3. If you're following along with me on Facebook, God bless you. You know that there also was a reading assignment in the Politics of Jesus, Obery M. Hendricks, to review part 1. The book is such a blessing. The book is such a blessing. Please pick that up if you don't yet have it. We'll be using that through the rest of the month of May. I'm sorry, through the rest of this month, April. Amen. So please uh, pick that book up. Reviewing part one for today. And then our two uh, texts in the Bible, in the Gospel of Matthew and the Gospel of Luke. So let's go to Matthew 27, verses 55 through 56. Read that with me, beloved. You will need your Bibles this morning. If this is your first time joining, welcome. We're here every Saturday, God willing, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. And thank you so much for your support. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 27, verses 55 through 56. And the word of the Lord there reads, Good morning to you who are joining in. God bless you. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 27, at verse 55. And the word of the Lord there says, And many women who followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him, were there looking on from afar, among whom were Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. Amen. And then let's turn over quickly to Luke, chapter 8, verses 1 through 3. And the word of the Lord, Lord there reads, Now it came to pass afterward that he went through every city and village, preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him, and certain women 
had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, out of whom had come seven demons, and Joanna, Herod Stewart, and Susanna, and many others who provided for him from their substance. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, and good morning to all of you who are joining us on Facebook Live. Good morning, Dr. King. Thank you for for waking up this morning. Amen. For your support. Good morning, Caroline. Good morning, Angie. Good morning, Regina. Good morning, Kenyatta. I can only see so many uh, names at a time, but good morning to all of you on social media this morning. We appreciate you, and we appreciate your support. So we're at Matthew 27 and Luke chapter 8. So what has happened in the text? Let's turn back to Matthew 27. What has happened here? Jesus the Christ has been crucified. Jesus has been crucified. We're approaching Resurrection Sunday that's coming up. And many pastors around, if not all pastors around uh, the world, around the globe, will be speaking on Resurrection Sunday when Jesus rose, when he ascended to his Father, when he rose from the cross. This is a pivotal moment in the history of the church, the foundation of our faith that Jesus rose. But before Jesus rose, he went to the cross And there were some who stayed with him. And the Bible says many women followed. What does it mean to follow? What does it mean to follow Jesus? Because following Jesus involves following him, as we've mentioned already, not just when when times are going well. You know, it's easy for, for people to follow Jesus and to stay with Jesus when the bills are paid, amen, when the bills are paid and, and the money is right and there aren't any issues or any problems. When the children are saved and, and that nobody's acting crazy, everything is, is going fine and the, everything, the job is okay, <clears throat> everything is fine. But when trouble comes, when trouble comes, if we can still lift up our hands, if we can still bless God, if we can still praise him, if we're on unemployment and we can still give a tithe and give an offering, that's when you really know how how much you have faith, when when things fall on the bottom falls out, when there's a the divorce or a separation in a marriage, when you get a pink slip or an eviction notice on the door, and when, when trouble comes. When you go to the, the doctor and the doctor gives you a report and it may not be a favorable one and doesn't know how it's going to work out, and it says, you know, sis, I, you know, we found something. But you just come home and you say, I choose to believe the report of the Lord. When, when trouble comes, you can just dance and praise God and say, I will bless the Lord at all times, at all times, in sickness and in health, for richer or for poor, at all times. Until the end, amen, with the notice on the door, with the pink slip, with the mouth of separation, with the divorce, at all times, I will bless the Lord. That's when you know how much faith you really have. And amen, we all got to go through something. Amen, if we're all, we all got to go through something if, for our faith to be tested, amen, to be referred in that fiery furnace. We all got to go through something at all times, I will bless and praise the Lord. And this, this is where the women are who are following Jesus. At all times, I will bless him. But what does that word follow mean in Matthew's gospel? Chapter 27 this morning, 
The word follow has several meanings. I want to just bring out some key meanings of that word follow and what it means. To follow, to follow means to go or to come after. It means to move behind in the same path or direction, to go with a leader or a guide, to accompany. It means to attend. It means to accept as authority. The women have accepted Jesus as their authority. It means to adopt the opinions of, to obey, to yield to. It means to copy after or to take as an example. It also means to watch, to keep the eye, I love this one, to keep the eyes fixed upon while in motion, to keep the mind upon while in progress. That means as the women are following Jesus in Matthew's Gospel and in Luke's Gospel, as they're following him, they're keeping their eyes fixed on Jesus. They're keeping their mind fixed on him. Yes, he's, he's been beaten. Yes, he's been scourged. Yes, he's been betrayed. Yes, Jesus is this political revolutionary. But their mind is stayed on Jesus, on who he is. And who is he? Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is Lord. He is the Messiah. So it doesn't matter for the women who comes against Jesus, who says anything negative, who brings back a negative report. It doesn't matter for them who says that Jesus is crazy, that he's demon-possessed, that he's not qualified. It doesn't matter what is being said about Jesus. Their mind and their eyes are fixed on him, and they're following him. They're, following, they're taking him as an example. They're going, they're coming after him. They're staying with Jesus. They are accepting his authority. They're yielding to him. They accept him, and they love him. And they love him. It doesn't matter what anybody says. You ever been? You're at that point in your walk with Jesus where you could care less what anybody has to say about your faith and how all you do is read the Bible and love the Lord and always posting about Jesus Christ. You're following after. Your mind is stayed on Him. You have accepted Him as the authority in your life, and folk gonna say what they're gonna say, and you could care less at this point because your mind is stayed on Him. You accept His authority. Why she always? read the Bible, why is she always posting about Jesus, why is she always doing this or doing that in the church and always going to church and church ain't no good and the pastor ain't no good, but your mind has just stayed on Jesus, just fixed on Jesus, eyes are focused on the prize, and that is where the women are right now, they're following him, they're going after him, their minds and their eyes are fixed on Jesus, and that is where we have to be when we follow him. Because these women here, when we look, let's just walk up, as a matter of fact, up to uh, chapter 55 and see what has happened. Jesus has, has worked on the Sabbath. He's healed on the Sabbath. He's chosen his apostles. He started his ministry. Now, he's had some, he's had some good times. You know, he's healed people, and people love him, and they come out. And they celebrate with him, and, and he's had some—he's he's had some times where he's been met with some opposition and some resistance in the leadership of the nation. In Matthew chapter 23, Jesus issues that scathing denunciation of the religious leadership. Now he, he goes with this critique of the priestly aristocracy. He indicts Herod and all of his political machinations. He challenges the religious establishment for exploiting and misleading the very people that God has called them to serve. And in spite of this, Jesus is loved. He's followed by many women. Now, last week we brought out a couple of points that were existing in 
the oral law and in the tradition concerning women. That women, as we mentioned earlier, according to the historian Josephus, their testimony was inadmissible. The words of the Torah or the law, uh, it was said among men <clears throat> that it was better for those words, those same words of the law, to be burnt than for a woman to learn the law. So in the culture of the day, when Jesus is walking in the flesh throughout Jerusalem, women's being seen as inferior, as less than, as their witness inadmissible. They were largely seen as property. They had minimal rights. This was a patriarchal society. And yet Jesus comes. And whatever these women may have, have, have learned in the law or whatever they may not have learned in the law, the women are following Jesus. So they are already at a disadvantage culturally, socially, but whatever that disadvantage may be, they love Jesus so much, they're so focused on Jesus, that they have decided, you know what, for richer or for poorer, in sickness and in health, for better or for worse, we are going to stay with Jesus and to follow him, to keep our focus on Jesus Christ. The Sanhedrin has tried Jesus. Peter has denied Jesus. Pilate has tried Jesus. Jesus has been beaten. He has been scourged. He has been betrayed by one of his own, Jesus. He's been, been betrayed by one of his own. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. He's been betrayed. The Passover has been prepared. Amen. It's been celebrated. The Lord's Supper has been instituted. Amen. Uh, Jesus has gone and he has gone on to pray. And he's in the garden and he, he tells his disciples, stay awake while I go pray. Stay awake. Sit here while I go and pray over there. He's told his disciples the time is going to come when he's going to have to be crucified and handed over. Amen. And he goes and he prays and he says, oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And he prays and he finds his disciples sleeping. Then he is arrested and he is betrayed. And here comes Judas, one of his twelve, one of his own, glory to God, one of his own, comes with the twelve. It's a great multitude with swords and clubs and the chief priests and the elders of the people, glory. And Peter tries to cut off the ear of the servant, amen, and Jesus says, put your sword in this place. All who take the sword will perish by the sword. And Jesus tells him, do not think that I cannot now pray to my Father, and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels. But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that it must happen like this? So Jesus could have gotten out of You know, they come out there to arrest Jesus they come out there to arrest him, and it's not as if Jesus can't summon angels from his Father in heaven and stop this. It's not as if Jesus isn't willingly laying down his life, because he is willingly. He's giving himself up for our sins. Willingly, he's obeying the will of God the Father so that we don't perish but have everlasting life. But he says the scriptures must be fulfilled. The word of God must be fulfilled. The word of God must be fulfilled. What my Father in heaven has said must be fulfilled. So Jesus has to. He has to obey his Father in heaven in order for there to be a fulfillment of what has been spoken in heaven. Obedience is better than sacrifice, and we too must obey. Our Father, what has he spoken to you? What promise are you believing in God for? Trust and obey. There's no other way. He has to obey in order for that fulfillment to occur. 
And he tells him, look, I could, I could summon angels. Now, let me let you know this. I could summon angels, amen. I could summon angels and get out of this. I could fight you. I could resist you. I could overpower you and overtake you. I could defeat you if I wanted to, if I wanted to do it my own way. But that my father should be glorified, but that what he said should be fulfilled. I'm going to accept this as my lot and go along with this, and he does. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God false witnesses shall come and testify against Jesus. Three denials of Peter, the rooster crows three times, just as Jesus told him that it would. And Jesus is delivered to Pilate. Judas repents. He has betrayed his Lord and his Savior, and he repents. Jesus is examined before the governor. The governor says, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus says to him, it is as you say. And while he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, Jesus answered nothing. Pilate says to him, do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But Jesus answered him, not one word. Amen. Barabbas is freed. They prefer the people, the release of Barabbas over Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He asked him, he says, who do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who was called Christ? And he knew that they had handed Jesus over because of their own envy. And they choose Barabbas. And the people say, well, let his blood be on us and on our children. Jesus is scourged. Barabbas is released. Jesus is led to Golgotha where they have a crown of thorns that they put on his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bow the knee before him and mock Jesus, saying, well, hell, king of the Jews. They spat on him, took the reed, and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they took the robe off of him, put his own clothes on him, and led him away to be crucified. And there he goes to Golgotha. Amen. Golgotha, the place of a skull. They give him sour wine with gall to drink, but he would not drink it. And Jesus is crucified. And it is written, this is Jesus, the king of the Jews. And then we come up, Jesus dies. There are signs accompanying his death. The veil of the temple was torn from top to bottom. The earthquake, the rocks split, the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. And finally, we get up to our text this morning where it says, Many women who followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him, were there looking on from afar, among whom were Mary Magdalene. You know Mary Magdalene, out of whom the Bible says the Lord cast seven demons. Let's talk about Mary Magdalene for a moment this morning. Is that all right? Out of whom the Bible says the Lord cast seven demons. Out of this woman, glory, wretched soul that I am, out of whom the Lord cast seven demons, seven foul demonic spirits in Mary Magdalene. Glory to God. What do you know about Mary Magdalene, beloved? Is this all that we we know about her? And this is the most famous line that we can tell about Mary. The Lord cast out seven demons from Mary Magdalene. Amen. Glory. Mary was the first one to whom Jesus would appear after his resurrection. The first one. Mary is sent as an apostle to the apostles to go and to tell them that Jesus is risen. Glory to God, the apostle to the apostles. But all that we know about Mary is that she has seven demons. Well, okay, she has seven demons. The Lord performed this exorcism 
on her. He he cast the demons out of her. You know what kind of state Mary had to be in at some point? Glory to God. Have, have you ever been in any kind of position where you, you had some kind of a struggle or an infirmity or a sickness or something going on in your life and you needed a touch from Jesus, amen, to cast some things out of your life? You need Jesus to cast some things out of your life today, amen, with some, some struggle, some sickness in the body, amen, Jesus, whatever that might be, you need Jesus, hallelujah, to be with you today and to cast those things out of your life just as Mary did. Mary loved Jesus. Jesus loved Mary. Jesus said, I haven't come to call the righteous to repentance, but sinners. I haven't come to call those who are, who are well and have no need of a physician. I've come to call those who need me. I've come called to come those I've come to call those rather who need me. And Mary Magdalene is perfect. She needs Jesus. I need Jesus. Jesus comes to save the sinners, the lost. Amen. She's perfect, amen, for Jesus. Submissive, humble, obedient, following him to the death, committed. And all we take away from Mary Magdalene's story is oh, she had seven demons. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory, I had some issues. I had some struggles. I had some sickness. I had some infirmities. Amen. I needed the blood. I needed to reach for the hem of his garment. This Jesus that women worship. Amen. Jesus does not come to Mary Magdalene and tell her that her case is too difficult. Jesus does not come to Mary and tell her, wait a minute, I, you know, this is too hard for me. I don't know if there's anything I can do for you. Jesus doesn't come to Mary and make and condemn her or make her feel bad about a situation or tell her whatever you're, you're going through, Mary, it's your own fault. Jesus comes to Mary Magdalene. The Bible just says he cast them out of her. What a Savior. What a God. What a Lord. What a Christ. It's no wonder that Mary and the other women love Jesus to this point where they're following him. All of the intrigue and all, everything that has happened, the political climate and the religious climate, all that's going on with Jesus, uh, Mary's baby, glory, Mary's baby, on the cross and dying and bleeding. Uh, it's no wonder that the women have stayed with him this far all the way. Did you read the reading assignment in the politics of Jesus? Aubrey Hendricks, I want to bring out some points there that the author makes. Jesus as a prophet. No wonder we can see why we can see why that the religious leaders wanted to kill Jesus. Why there was such such a murderous plot against Jesus. Amen. You can see this when when Aubrey Hendricks points out for us Jesus in his role as a prophet. This is in part one. If you did that reading assignment, read that. Amen. It'll bless you. Read it. Jesus as a prophet. The role of a prophet is to oppose oppression and unrighteousness. To oppose the injustices of those who are in positions of power and authority, such as Moses. You remember Moses when he, he stood up to Pharaoh and he protested against the Egyptian social order and he spoke out against that, such as in Deborah who rallied the northern tribes against their enemies, Gideon versus the Midianites, Elijah and all the prophets of old, Jeremiah and Isaiah, all of the prophets. The role of a prophet, Aubrey Hendricks says, to effect social and political change in a society. They are never to uncritically support the status quo, but rather the role of that prophet is to challenge it. And this is what Jesus is doing here. This is what Jesus is doing throughout the Gospels in his role as a prophet. As a revolutionary, his 
teachings are consistent with the traditional Judaism or they are expansions and elaborators of it, but his teaching is consistent with the traditional Judaism. Bobby Hendricks goes on to tell us that Jesus, he indicts Herod's political machinations. He challenges the religious establishment for exploiting and misleading the people God has called them to serve. That Jesus defied, amen, Jesus defied the entire Roman Empire by choosing to die on a cross rather than to submit to Rome's unjust authority. Jesus denounces those who are financially risked by rich by unjust means, and he issues public challenges to the status quo, to those who are in uh, positions of leadership. He, he, He issues public challenges, and this can explain why there was such priestly opposition to Jesus Christ, why there was this tension, why the leaders went out and sought and plotted to kill Jesus, not only because he had healed on the Sabbath, not only this, but as a, as a political revolutionary, as a prophet, when he's defying the government of the day and speaking out against it and challenging this, and Jesus gets in their face in Matthew 23 when he the issues that, that scathing denunciation of those religious leaders, calling them hypocrites, calling them um, hypocrites, and, and speaking about their hypocrisy. And he's challenging them, directly confronting them about all of their injustices and abuses that they have been called by God to serve the people, but instead of this, that they are exploiting the people. This is the political revolutionary that Jesus is in his role as a prophet. Amen. And that's uh, the politics of Jesus. Obi Hendricks, in his role as a prophet, you can see why so many people plotted against him and wanted him to die. And Jesus will go ahead and accept that because for this reason he was sent into the world that he should die for our sins. And the women follow him. The women stay with him. The women are worshiping and ministering to him. Mary Magdalene is there. Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons, you know, Mary, oh, glory, Mary, the mother of Jesus, seeing her son on this cross, dying, bleeding, and other mothers are there, glory, you know, nothing like having another mother there with you. I'm telling a mother of a church, hallelujah, a mother's of the church, nothing like having a mother pray with you and stand with you and serve with you. I mean, women who really love Jesus, who really have true and genuine faith. When we get into trouble, don't you just love when, if you have a situation and you need some prayer, amen, that you can go and find one of the mothers of the church who can pray with you and stand with you and help you through a seasoned saint, a true believer, a true worshiper, and Mary, hallelujah, a mother, amen. And the woman out there, the mother, the Bible says, the mother of Zebedee's sons. Glory to God. Glory to God. And they're all there. Oh, Jesus. Mary, Jesus' mother, received a visit from the angel Gabriel. Do you remember when the, the angel visited her and said, Blessed are you among women, Mary. Blessed are you among women. In fact, let's go there quickly in Luke's gospel. I believe it is. Blessed are you among women. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. Would you turn with me in your Bibles? Luke chapter 1 is something in this. Amen. Luke chapter 1 at verse 26. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city 
of Galilee named Nazareth. You remember the story, right? To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And Mary said, Hallelujah. Mary said, she was troubled at his saying. She said, uh, <laughs> the, the, the angel says to her, don't be afraid, Mary. You found favor with God. You will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and call his name Jesus. He will be great, uh, and he will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. <laughs> and Mary says, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Mary has received a divine promise. She has a word from the Lord. Amen. And the angel has come to visit Mary and Mary knows it for herself. Glory to God. What a promise. What a word. What a vision. Amen. What a God who has spoken thus to Mary. Have you, have you ever, see, ever received a vision or a promise or a word from the Lord? And glory to God. And the angel says, you will conceive in your womb and you will bring forth a son and you will call his name Jesus. He will be great, the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, Mary, there shall be no end. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, that's good news. Praise the Lord. That's reason to celebrate, isn't it? Mary got a word, amen. She got a promise. An angel visited her and spoke to her. She has a vision and a dream. Glory, and it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be marvelous. It's going to be great. Amen. And then here, glory to God. Here is Mary. Hallelujah. Here is Mary and her son, Jesus. What about this kingdom that you said, Father, there's going to be no end? What about this son that you promised me was going to be great? And here is the vision. Here is the dream. Here is the promise. Here is the word of God. Here is what God has shown Mary. And Jesus is on the cross. And he's bleeding. He's dying. He's been crucified. Is this it? Is this what you showed me? The dream is dying. The vision is dying. The hope has been crucified. It's on a cross, amen, and he's hated, and he's mocked, and he's scourged, and he's beaten, and is this the fulfillment, Father, of the dream, of the promise that you showed me? Is this it? Jesus is dying, and he's crucified. Is this what you did, Father, when, you, when the angel Gabriel came to me and told me that my son was going to be great? Is this it, Father? Jesus is crucified, but glory to God. Jesus says, it must be fulfilled. It must be fulfilled. It has to be done, Mary. And from this, yes, from this, Jesus will rise. Jesus will rise on the third day. He will get up. Hallelujah. He will get up. He will ascend unto God the Father. He will give his disciples the great commission to preach the gospel throughout all nations, beginning in Jerusalem, and the dream lives on. Sometimes we, are, we get a promise and a vision in that process to birth that vision, to see it come to, to pass so that it is manifested. Glory to God. It got take all this. Amen. She to take all. Yes. Yes. They take all this. Jesus said it has to be in order to fulfill what God has spoken, Mary. It has to be. 
that vision, that dream, that promise, that hope. Jesus the Christ, the Son of Man, has to, has to die in order for the fulfillment to occur because Jesus has to defeat death. He has to defeat dying. He has to rise. It has to be said he is risen. This is the foundation of our faith that Jesus rose, that whether or not he rose was such a, 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 so hotly contested and fought against that the soldiers, amen, would say, you know, we're going to spread a lie and say they came and took the body so that it can't be said that Jesus rose, but Jesus rose. Jesus rose. And it was such, so intimidating and threatening to them that they would just spread lies about it and seek to destroy the very foundation of the faith that Jesus rose. But Jesus rose. And in order for Jesus to rise, he had to go down. He had to die. He had to be buried because he had to defeat death. So Mary's vision, Mary's son, son of man on the cross, dying, bleeding. And there are the women who stayed with him. The the Bible says they cared for Jesus out of their own resources. That means they served him. They served Jesus out of their own resources, out of their own pockets, out of their own money. And whatever money they had, they were not not, uh, unwilling to support the ministry, amen, to give to the ministry, to give to the preacher. But to this preacher, to this rebel rouser, to this confrontational, challenging preacher, yes, Jesus, to Jesus Christ, why was it that women followed Jesus? Why was it that women followed him? And I understand, right, that the the apostles were nervous and afraid and, you know, they could have been arrested too and they could have died and, you know, it it got hot and they said, all right, y'all, come on, and they ran in the other direction. But here are Mary and all of the other women who run to Jesus and stay with him and they serve him and they love him. And it doesn't matter what anybody says about Jesus, they stay with him all the way until the end. They are following him. What does it mean to you, beloved, to truly follow Jesus Christ? What does it mean to truly follow him? What does that mean for you today? Because Jesus says, follow me repeatedly throughout the Gospels. He was calling them to be his disciples He was also speaking to those who would accept what he was offering, to follow him, to stay with him, to truly follow Jesus Christ. When we get to this point, it means that he has become everything to us, that he's everything, that nothing comes before Jesus, that that those who are speaking ill of Jesus Christ doesn't bother us, that the other religious leaders at the time who are speaking ill of Jesus Christ doesn't deter them, that women who are not even supposed to be speaking to men in public are following Jesus, serving him, ministering to him, who are counted worthy of serving in the ministry with Jesus Christ. The disciples had walked with Jesus for three years, learning and observing and participating in his miracles. Glory to God. But in their own strength, they could not follow Jesus. In our own strength, we cannot do anything. We need that help, but we need the Holy Spirit. Are you struggling this morning, beloved, with staying with Jesus? Has there come a time when you too have wanted to say, you know what, uh, this is too much for me. Last week we looked at the bread of life, 
And remember when Jesus says to them, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood, there were some who left who said this is a difficult saying. And they left and they walked the other direction. And Peter would say, as we went over last week, Lord, you alone have the words that lead to eternal life. Where, To whom else shall we go? Do you need help this morning? Staying with Jesus, following him, loving him, serving him, ministering to him, doing anything that he asks you to do, because help is available. Help is available this morning. Amen, Jesus. And we're almost done. Help is available this morning. We're not saved by the things that we do for Jesus Christ, but by what he has done for us. And it's because of his grace that we desire to please him in everything, to allow the Holy Spirit to have complete control of every area of our lives, to follow him today, to keep our focus on him, no matter what anybody else says, not looking to the left or to the right, but keeping our eyes focused on the prize and on what he has for us, on who he is, on his righteousness, on his blood, on his sacrifice, on his perfect obedience to the will of God the Father, on Jesus Christ, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, the Word, Jesus Christ, the bread of life, on Jesus Christ, the Messiah, Jesus, the Christ, Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus Christ is Lord. And when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and you love him with all of your heart, soul, and mind, there's not really too much anything that anybody can say to you that can throw you off because you know that it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus, and it's about Jesus Christ this morning. As we lift up the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Father, I want to pray for any soul this morning who needs a little help, who needs a little help following you and staying with you, who has made a vow, amen, who has made a vow with you and accepted you as Lord and Savior for any backslider this morning, for any person who desires to come back into right relationship with you, Jesus Christ, anyone who's struggling, staying with you, amen, following you this morning. Father, we pray for your Holy Spirit, amen, in Jesus' name, to saturate and to flood this atmosphere, Hallelujah, hallelujah, to reign and to rule in the hearts of your sons and of your daughters. Bless your sons and your daughters, Father. Hallelujah, pour out your spirit in this moment, I pray in the name of Jesus. Pour out your spirit. Release your comforter unto us, Father. We desire to follow you with all of our heart and with all of our soul and with all of our mind. In the name of Jesus, we want to follow you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We want to follow you and to stay with you. Amen in Jesus' name. To follow you on purpose. Yes, God, on purpose. Amen in Jesus' name. So that we can, so that we can, hallelujah, see that full fulfillment, not just a partial fulfillment, but a full fulfillment of every word, Lord God, that you have spoken over us of every vision and of every dream, as we lead not to our own understanding, amen, but accept the process that is divine, the process that is defined to see us to get there. And we thank you for this, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your help this morning. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. May we see increase, amen, hallelujah. May you see increase and lack nothing. Thank you for divine provisions. Amen. In the name of Jesus, release your help, 
your Holy Spirit, your comforter, O God, unto your people, your sons and daughters who yield to you now and say, yes, Father, I need a little help. Amen. If you do, just say, yes, I need a little help. Amen. 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 Come on, don't be nervous. Amen. I just, nobody's there with you in your home. Amen. Nobody, I can't hear you. Amen. But God can hear you. Just say, yes, I need a little help this morning. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of Jesus. And you're going to get it. Amen. In Jesus' name. Release your comfort, Father. Help your people, I pray in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. To walk after you, to yield to you, to submit to your authority again in the name of Jesus. To repent and to turn back to you, amen. Hallelujah. To stay with you. And we thank you for this, Father, in the name of Jesus. Be glorified in the lives of your servants, I pray in Jesus' name. Father, we bless you for this message on this morning. I thank you for every heart that has tuned in on social media, by phone, or if you're online. God bless you, Kenya and Yolanda. Lean not on your own understanding. Kenya, amen. I need a little help. Amen in the name of Jesus. Sandy and Shirley, good morning. Tawana Chestnut, God bless you. Remain focused on God for guidance, leadership, wisdom, and direction. Amen. Tawana, preach that word. Amen. Yolanda, I need a little help. I need a lot of help. Amen in Jesus' name. You need a little help this morning. A lot of help. Whatever you need, it's in the name of Jesus. It's in Jesus. Whatever you need, it's in Jesus. It's in she in the name of Jesus, Sandy. God bless you, Regina. God bless you, daughter. Amen. Dr. King, thank you for your support this morning. Whatever you need this morning, it's in Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. And, Father, we thank you. All of you who are on Facebook Live, I wish I could see all of your names, but it only allows me to see so many. Please know that we appreciate you and we love you and we thank you for your support. Catherine from Trinidad, amen. Trinidad in the house. God bless you. God bless you, Trinidad. The Lord be with you. Praise the Lord, Catherine and Shirley and Elisa. Emma, I need a little help this morning. God bless you, Virginia Whitson. God bless you, daughters. Thank you for your support of this ministry, Women of the Bible, teaching series and bi-monthly book club. Sandy, we love you. We appreciate all of you, daughters, and all of you men of God. Thank you for your support this morning. You have been listening to Women of the Bible teaching series and bi-monthly book club on BWE Empowerment Radio. I'm Elder Marcia Boynton. Don't forget tomorrow, Sunday, uh, is uh, glory to God. The women here, the ministers here, they, they, they're just bringing the word every Sunday, each and every Sunday. Tomorrow is Sunday word at 10.30 a.m. Uh, that should be on Facebook Live on BWE's pages, so check that. Amen. Come back and be blessed if you're not doing anything on tomorrow. We thank God for each and every one of you. May the Lord bless you and be with you and your families. May the Lord keep you and cover you. Hallelujah. And the Lord be good to you. Virginia, thank you so much. And Sandy, we love you. God bless you. The Lord be with you in all that you do. And we, God willing, will see you on next Saturday. Tawana, yes, amen. God bless your family, your children, and your career. All of you, the heaven smile upon you. The Lord be with you. And we'll see you next Saturday. Go in peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.